0: Hey everyone, welcome to Changemakers, a podcast about becoming an irresistible community. I'm Kelly Lippenholtz, and I'm joined by my partner in ministry, Susan Aldridge, and we have been exploring the work of Peter Scazzaro in becoming an irresistible community. So we have arrived at our last episode of season two of Changemakers. If you're a small group leader, a ministry team leader, a parent, a team leader at work, this podcast is for you. We've been talking about healthy communication and conflict resolution and just leaning into all that good stuff. Yeah, but don't
1: worry, we've just scratched the surface. We're gonna keep the conversation going and we hope that you will too. So this is our last episode of season two and we're gonna keep diving into the topic a little bit and have a summary of all the things and try to put that into a plan to move forward and then talk about how to implement that. But we've gone through so much this season. It's been great to hear from more of those people who have tried some of these tools out for the first time so it is a little bit like riding a bike. You got to um, try it. But then once you, you do it, practicing them. lots yeah. of practice. So we talked to Mark Loera about the community temperature reading. We jumped into a little bit with Daniel Miller about exploring our iceberg and understanding what's behind our motions and feelings and yep. how that uh, helps us behave or misbehave in our <laughs> interactions today. And then we got uh, the gift of of sitting with Nicholas Amato and learning about the ladder of integrity and just going a little deeper in these skills. So like we said, it is just scratching the surface and yeah. we're going to get deeper and deeper. It's part of our mission, yep. we feel. So So
0: let's go. So today on the episode, we are going to bring all of those tools and skills together in something that Scazzaro calls the rule of life. And so we're, we're going to summarize everything that we've talked about up until now. And Susan and I were just confessing before we started that we haven't like really written down and committed to a rule of life yet. So this is really helpful for us, too. It is. And, you know, there's four important parts of
1: a rule of life, and we'll get into those a little bit. But we definitely know it's messy, and we just want to start somewhere, and we'll help you do that today. So
0: Yeah, so part of growing in our faith growing in emotional maturity and spiritual maturity is to have a really intentional plan behind it we have we all have like really busy crazy lives and we need a respite from the crazy busy, right? And so that's part of that is that silence and stillness that we talked about in episode two with Bob Bolter. But also the crazy busy life is what is preventing us from making the changes that we want to make in our life. And so the rule of life is going to be our guide. It is the rule around our busyness, the rule around our craziness that makes us react and respond a certain way and prevents us from making the changes that we really want that prevent us from being the person that we want to be in our lives. And so we're going to jump into what that rule of life looks like right now. We are, and community is messy, but we're messy, and we
1: bring what we have to community. And so this is just so Mm -hmm. important as small groups, pastor, and working on a discipleship team with you. We've just realized more and more how um, trying to model the different behaviors, the culture that we want in our community and in our families and in our um, broader community outside the walls of our church and our ministries, that we have to be changed um, every day and keep coming back to it. So I know we've grown and learned from this experience. So there are four parts uh, to the rule of life and we have a little worksheet or you can journal or you've probably journaled, I know you journal. Oh, that's right, (laughs) but get out your notebooks, people. You're gonna need it for this one. Um, So the four parts are prayer, rest, work and relationships, and they're all interrelated. They all affect one another. Um, Would you start by just
0: telling us a little bit about prayer, the first one? Okay, so the rule of life that I have for prayer is that I've committed to an hour of prayer every morning. And my husband, he always says, what do you do for an hour? How do you pray for an hour? So I do lots of different things, but I incorporate some silence, some contemplative silent prayer. Not that much because it's really hard. Um, I started at two minutes. I'm working my way up to five, ten minutes. Sometimes I read scripture and I journal. And so those are the three kind of things that I'm committed to. I also often listen to worship music. Sometimes if I'm really struggling, I just listen to music for half an hour and then I'm done. Um, I pray over my calendar in the morning. So I do... Uh, I like variety, so I do change it up a little bit. But I'm committed to the silence, the scripture, and the journaling. How about you? What's That's your rule good. of life for prayer?
1: Not an hour, but I do find it necessary to to commit to this. About ten years ago, I just found that I was um, worse. Uh, you know, if I hadn't spent time like with behaving worse throughout the day, Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So uh, others' experience of me was worse (laughs) if I didn't spend time in the quiet. And even just again, like finding direction in life was so hard if I didn't, even in my day-to-day activities, like finding like, should I do this or that and making decisions? It was just all Mm -hmm. harder. Um, So I was probably worse, yes, but my life (laughs) was worse. And um, so my prayer is... Always silence right now to begin. So mm-hmm. I like to breathe and really calm my senses and my thinking because that'll just take me right into go mode because yeah. I'm a doer. And, yeah. Um. So I have to kind of and put once that you get at bay. into go
0: mode. Like I cannot stop it. I can't like be like, okay, let me work from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then I'll do my prayer. Like I can't slow down. Yeah. Well, someone
1: debunked my excuse of I don't have time. Like I have two kids. I got to get out the door. Yeah. So, you know, most days and um. They said, well, why don't you just wake up an hour earlier? because I'm tired, right? <laughs> uh, but I started doing that. And now mm. that is the gift that I give myself is that silence in the morning. Um, and I do, I always have a devotional I, right. and I am, I've am i got eight yearly devotionals. Mm-hmm. So I'll jump into one of those or I'll kind of feel like a, a God wink or God kind of like prompting me to go into a new devotional. So mm-hmm. uh, for example, the 40 day emotionally healthy discipleship um, devotional is the one that really focuses on loving God and your spirituality and then um the second one which is about more of relationships those have just been life-changing and i sort of rotate those so it's got again it's got a scripture it's got a little focus devotional and then again yeah. like a quest almost like a question for your day to go out and uh mm. learn more about yourself in yeah. that prayer time so that's my rule is do it and then i have to do it again later at some point yeah it's not some point in the day not bedtime for me because i i pray with my kids like you know a yeah. little more examine check in mm-hmm. how's my heart pray for the people we love um but definitely not like a night prayer what about yeah. you just to wrap up on prayer
0: Oh, I, um, I often do not come back and revisit prayer throughout the day. I'd really like to. I just started doing the one-minute pause. I don't know if you heard about this. It's an app that prompts you. Oh. And you can do one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes. So I'm working on that. But the point for everybody is just come up with a plan right? for yourself. It doesn't have to be an hour or 30 minutes or a devotional or whatever. Just come up with a plan. And then if you mess up, oh, you get to start over tomorrow. I mess so. up. Yeah. <laughs> Quite frequently. Yeah. Some
1: of us like to start on the first of the month or the, you know, the <laughs> just same <start> tomorrow. Just <laughs> yeah. start and then tomorrow I'll come back. Yeah. God will be okay, there. Okay. So, rest is the next category yeah. that we want to have a role of life for. So, this one's hard, especially when you have a, a job and children or other responsibilities. So, for rest, um, I think my first experience uh, was a little bit of a dramatic one when I realized I needed to rest and self-care physically and emotionally a little bit more um, because I was sick all the time. And Mm -hmm. so I think God gave me a big wake-up call to put a rule of life into place, but it was a little bit – I was a little uncommitted or not committed Mm -hmm. to that. Um, That was more, um, I guess, related to just being – getting back to my – sort of status quo, like I'm healthy now and I can operate normally. But since I've been in that healed place from some of that um, physical sickness, I find that I notice when I'm not resting. Mm -hmm. And so I just try to adjust then. It's not that I have perfectly eight hours of sleep or take time to go appreciate nature and get away from devices and technology and other people, but it's that um, I notice sooner when I need more rest. And Mm. uh, there's some rhythms that we talk about um, in some of our podcast material, but you, you sort of align more with the practice of the Sabbath and some other rhythms too, when when it comes to rest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think as Christians, if we're trying to live the biblical life, God told us to take a Sabbath, and so I'm, I only recently am really trying to commit to a 24-hour consecutive 24-hour period. Like I think in the past, I'd be like, yeah, I Sabbath for four hours here and two hours there, I but fit it in, yeah, right? I fit my Sabbath right, I fit in, fit it in, right? Yeah, God's laughing at us. Though I'm really trying to commit to that. Like we have Fridays and Saturdays off as church workers, and um, I love what I do. So I could just work, work, work. I can work on Fridays. Sometimes I work until like noon on a Friday. Like I just, I really need to commit to taking that time because I'll be better at work. I'll be better as a wife, as a parent, if I take that Sabbath. 24 hours to do some prayer, mm-hmm. but also just to like have fun and to delight in God's creation. I love nature. I like to hike. I like taking my dogs hiking. I like to hang out with friends. I like to go out to breakfast, like just do some of the things you like to do, Kelly. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to commit to that. I like that. And just glorify God in it all.
1: Yeah. That's your Sabbath. And what about creating boundaries again, like staying up late, watching one more episode or, you know, some of those other things that just kind of sneak in, even if you're practicing that weekly rhythm, that daily commitment. Mm -hmm. What does that look
0: like? Well, I will reserve Thursday nights to stay up late. I used to stay up late. I used to stay up till like one o'clock every single night. um, And to be fully transparent, drink wine. Um, all night long also, and stay up late drinking wine. I don't do that anymore. So that was a boundary that I had to put into place. That was the first one that I put into place was, okay, no more wine on weeknights. And then um, then I started trying to go to bed by 11 o'clock and now I go to bed at like 10 o'clock. And so I'm so much more rested and productive, but I will reserve Thursday nights to stay up late and, and like watch a show that I like. And my husband goes to bed a little bit earlier. And so that's like a little bit like that's the start freedom, of my Sabbath. you yeah. yeah. But I don't drink the wine all night long Good. anymore. Well, then you're not rested. In case anyone's concerned, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Then I'm not rested. Not only am I not rested, I don't feel good. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a boundary that I put into place between work and rest. So, um, rest
1: and work. You you mentioned the third one. You already gave it away. No, I'm just
0: kidding. But work. Yeah, tell
1: me a little bit about work and what's your rule of life with work.
0: Well, I I feel like this is kind of personality-driven for me. Um, I've worked for the church for 10 years, and before that I was a teacher. And when you work at a church or you're a teacher, your purpose, like your mission, is pretty clear. Um, And so, but that's, for me, my personality tells me that I have to do something that's really mission-driven. I want to be always adding value to other people's lives. And so, like, if I worked for Coca-Cola... I don't know if I could if I could find that same. I love Coke, by the way, um, and it does add value to my life sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes not. But like I'm just saying, like I feel very strongly about having a mission and a purpose and adding value to people's lives that I can like see and feel and and know that I'm doing it. And so for me, that is a rule of life. I want to be doing something at work that just feels really purposeful outside. to me.
1: Yeah. What about you? I like that. I am um, filled up, I guess, in work when I connect people and I see connections. Mm -hmm, That mm -hmm. is like the joy, like making connections that benefit someone else or bring joy to their life. Um, For 15 years before I stepped into ministry here at Nativity, I the joy and the value in my work was that someone would call me in and say thank you for my job so i was helping people get jobs as a recruiter mm-hmm. and that was still you know there yeah. was a mission and a vision yeah. for the organizations Adding that ingrained value to people's lives yeah And yeah. they appreciated it so it was all good work but now being in ministry and connecting people to a community to grow i really like watching people grow and mm-hmm. change so change makers, that has always brought me joy. Um, And that comes from knowing just how desperately I needed to change in so many ways. And so when someone said to me, gosh, I don't know what it is, but um, whatever it is, it looks good on you. And I didn't Mm. understand what what they meant at the time, but it was, I was just so kind of beaten down by not having any rule Uh, of life and any boundaries and Mm. Uh, sort of suffering from self reliance and no, Goodness, they could see it. They could see it, and and wow. so once, um, you know, I do feel like there was a moment when God stepped in and and did have a radical transformation in my life. But as I grow now for closer and closer to, um, Jesus, I do notice that again, like why, why didn't I have this before? Why, why, didn't did I, why didn't I tell us? I didn't have a plan. <laughs> um, but again, we're right where we are now. Yeah. So I'm glad that we're here discussing it today. Yep. Anything else about work before we move on to the fun stuff in relationships? No, I got to think about the work one a little bit more. Okay. So for relationships, um, boundaries obviously communication having healthy relationships is the goal so what would you say is your rule of life right now in terms of your relationships and the ones that you have
0: well right now at this time in my life um I am feeling like boundaries is boundaries is my word for this year and boundaries is where I need to create some rules I just have um There's a lot of people that I love, and then um, I love to spend time with all those people, but I'm spreading myself really thin. And so i got to figure out who I want to invest, like really invest my time and energy in, and then I have to put up some boundaries. It's not going to be easy, and it's not going to feel good, not even to me, but it's it's what I need to be doing right now. And then the other part of my rule of life for relationships is really um, incorporating the skills. That we learned um, over the over these last couple seasons over the last couple years when you and I have been on this journey and that is just to regularly be doing a community temperature reading regularly be checking in with the ladder of integrity um, and just just using those skills and tools in my close relationships.
1: And is that a weekly thing, or just when it comes up, you're just
0: turning to these tools? Like you're now naturally looking to I, them. I think there has to be a a rhythm, a commitment. Or? Yeah, to like I'm in a week. Uh, like on Mondays, I'm going to do a ladder of integrity for myself to see if I need to talk to anybody, and weekly do a CTR with a community temperature reading with my husband or with you because we work together. And um, but I haven't I haven't like laid that out yet. Exactly what that looks like. Yeah. A friend of mine in my
1: small group um, said every year she evaluates her relationships and just does like a relationship inventory. And I'd never really thought much about doing that because I am a people person. So I just thought the more the merrier. (laughs) (laughs) But as that gets more and more difficult in different seasons of life, whether you have kids activities or, Mm -hmm. you know, obligations at home, whatever it does, you know, you really upset people. And, and, you know people i've been upset by people's boundaries not available for me to spend Mm -hmm. time with so i understand that but i do think the grown-up healthy relationship choice is to Pray about it, obviously, and and invite God into those relationships and really discern um, where your time
0: should be spent right now at this point in your life. Right. Like I should be spending a little more time invested in my marriage. Like on a Saturday, sometimes I'm like, well, I have a coffee date at 8 a.m. with so-and-so, and and then I'm going to lunch with so-and-so, and and my husband's like, okay, do what you got to do. But so that's one of the reasons that we, we we have to be living out of the love of our marriage first. Mm-hmm. That's something that we've learned on this journey that we f- that we focus first on our marriage and then we can love others well. We can't have a marriage falling apart and be a good friend to someone else um, so that's another area for me that I need to work on
1: yeah, and again, um, the mutual um I I don't know, benefit, if it's mutually beneficial to be uh, spending time with someone, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Whether it's um, it's neither here nor there, but again, it's evaluating and turning certain relationships over to God if you identify them as toxic or not really helpful in terms of where you're, your mission or where your purpose yeah. is. If it's not, it's no longer serving what God's calling you to. Um, it's tough to say goodbye. There's loss and pain and, um, different seasons of life. I've experienced that, um, in just making different choices, like, you know, what school your children go to, you know, really right. alienates you from other people yeah. sometimes yep. because naturally you're not at the same event. So, uh, there's a lot of opportunities for this to go sideways um but that's why we
0: keep coming back and practicing some of these healthy skills so yeah all right well hey thanks everyone for joining us during season two of Changemakers. We have loved doing this. We love you. We hope that it has added value to your life and we would like to continue adding value to your life by providing some of the resources that you've seen on the screen if you've been watching or some of the resources that you've been hearing about if you've been listening. So we're gonna create a resource folder for you and we're gonna send that out in your pre-meeting email. And if you're not in a small group here at Nativity and you're listening, you can just email me, Kay lippenholz at churchnativity.com, dot com, and I will send you the resources. And then down the road, Sometime in the very near future, keep a lookout for us to invite you to join us for the emotionally healthy discipleship courses, which we would love to offer here at Nativity. Yeah, we've like we said, we've just scratched the surface, and there's so much
1: more that we can learn about ourselves and each other if we do this together. So we're looking for some more people to join this journey and become change makers. And uh, we love you very much. Yeah. So
0: thanks so much for being with us, and we'll see you soon.